What's good, comic fam? Good to see you today. We got a brand new video series fresh on deck with you. And you know we got my homie on the mic, Jem, from the Gempire. How you feeling? What's up, Comic Tom? Thanks for having me. I'm feeling great. Tom is the king of the top 10 list. So for us to have a new video series coming out that I'm a part of, I'm super hyped. Oh, Comic Fam, you are in for a treat. Slap that subscribe button, hit that like button, and we are going to jump into a top 10 list, but one that's a bit different than you've seen before. This is a new key collector top 10 hot comics list that focuses solely on the most in-demand back issues. We're not talking about fresh comics off the rack. We're talking about the biggest comic books in the comic book industry, not just from this last week, this last quarter. We're talking all time right now. Yeah, so the way that Tom sold this to me was kind of like, if you had X amount of money, what book should you buy right now? And that's a great concept because so many people ask that in the comments. Now, when we made this list, a lot of these books are kind of like, this is the book you should be selling right now. But, you know, there are some in there that you can still get in at low and that you can make a good investment with. Yo, Jam, did you ever read Wizard back in the day? Bro, I loved Wizard back in the day. Okay, so let's talk about the top 10 that Wizard did. Do you remember seeing some comics hit the list repeatedly, week over week? You would see like New Mutants 87 constantly on their top 10 list. And that's kind of what this list is like. Your, your normal top 10 hottest books can interchange because it's based on the prior week. This is kind of like an ongoing rolling list where a lot of books are going to stay the same, but you're going to see new ones jump in and old ones jump out. If you want to get access to this list, make sure to download Key Collector Comics for either your Android or your iPhone and use that code TOM101 to get a free one week of the best comic book service that exists. All right, Jem, I think we should start out this list like we're going to be doing every single week with the character superhero spec of the year. We got Miles Morales. Yo, I mean... You have to be living under a rock to not know that this character is so hot right now. Miles Morales, and I didn't really see it coming. I kind of thought he already had his spike. He already showed up in Into the Spider-Verse. He's already been a mainstay in Marvel Comics for some years now. But we started seeing this character really blow up with the announcement of the Spider uh, Into the Spider-Verse 2 and uh, the new Spider-Man video game on PlayStation 5. Let's get these three comic books right on the screen. We have Ultimate Fallout. Issue 4, the 1 in 25 Dzerzhevik variant. We have Ultimate Fallout 4, what, another variant? Yep, you know it'd be the newsstand. And to top it off, we have Spider-Man 1, the Miles Morales hip-hop variant. I didn't even know that uh, Adi Granov did this cover. I'm a huge Adi Granov fan, and I'm so uh, surprised to see that these hip-hop variants are now gaining traction. What is the deal with this? It's a low print run, or why is this one so hot right now? Dude, I think this is because it's an instant classic cover. You ever listen to this album? Man, first of all, Illmatic is one of the few albums that got the coveted five mics in the Source magazine back in the day. Hell yeah, I listened to this album. So yeah, it makes sense. It's a classic album, classic cover. And um, yeah, I guess it's not so much a low print run. Stores were able to order however many they wanted, but maybe they didn't order that many. Dude, I've heard both sides. I've heard that this was actually pretty difficult to put an order in because over time they had to like get creative with how they were going to distribute it so i'm not entirely sure what i am sure though is seeing a 60 dollars average sale earlier in the year and now an 800 high at 9.8 it's staggering dude so we're not telling people that uh, they should go buy this book for 800 we're saying that people have purchased this for 800 for whatever reason 
Yeah, this is one of those books that I would recommend, you know, keep an eye out in those back issue bins. If you have it, go send it to get graded. Seriously consider, though, paying this much money for it at 800. Like, that's a big gamble because those gains are extreme. Can we talk about the Marco Jajaric variant real quick? I always wanted this variant. This was a part of a huge connecting cover series for Ultimate Fallout. This was the key to have. This was one of those books. I remember back in the day when you can get a 9.8 in this for like $400, something crazy low. There's a 9A copy that recently sold for $9,000. So we're not telling you this is a book you need to go out and buy. This is kind of one that if you're sitting on one, it's probably time to sell it. Jem, I sold my 9.6 copy for $1,700 three months ago. So this book right now is clearly the spec of the year so far. It's the most wanted and coveted Miles Morales variant. And it, I think, is right next to his first appearance in the cover A, Ultimate Fallout Issue 4, the next book we're going to chat about. However, the one that people are mostly after is the scarce newsstand variant. How could they keep an eye out for that particular copy? Man, you got to look for that barcode on the bottom left. If you see the barcode, that's the newsstand variant. So we're seeing average high sales of a newsstand variant hit $800, but we're seeing a high sale this last week hitting $8,000. Jem, the main thing with this, I suspect, is because if you're looking at census count, CGC doesn't separate the newsstands from the standard cover A copies, the, the direct to market. So we don't know how many of them there are. And no one does, but they come up so few and far between on eBay. We got to assume that it's super scarce and that's where the market's moving. All right. So we talked Miles Morales. That is the hot superhero of the week. Now we're going to get into the Disney plus or what we like to call the D plus books. Yeah. Do you ever get into D plus? You ever get a D plus in class? A lot. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, my parents would get so pissed at me. All right. So let's uh, chat about some Star Wars goodness. This is actually the only like show you can watch at home that is causing a book to spike on this list this week. And we're talking about the Mandalorian. We're talking about star Wars, the clone wars issue. Number one, Ahsoka Tano. Do you ever see uh, clone wars, man, man? I, I'm sorry to say I haven't, I've never seen an episode of clone wars. You know, I'm not a big star Wars guy. I've only seen all the movies once and I'm not very well versed in its history and its canon. However, Clone Wars is something that I have a lot of great memories from when I was younger. And this particular character was a fan favorite then. And it's a fan. She's a fan favorite now. And I'm guessing that when Mandalorian shows sets of the next season, if we see a live action adaptation, Rosario Dawson already in line to play this character, this book is going to spike hard. Let's go through the numbers, Jim. Yeah, so on the low end, we have a low sale of $55 for a raw copy, uh, an average sale of about $180, and a high sale of $625. Somebody must have thought that was going to hit at 9.8. Dude, 9.8 copies are hitting $1,500. And it's for that reveal. The day we get that reveal, we see like what kind of CGI they're going to do, maybe some practical effects, knock on wood. We're going to see this book shoot to other galaxies. I agree. And then once you see a trailer with Rosario Dawson uh, portraying this character, that's when it's going to be time to sell. It's going to be at its all-time peak. 
Ooh. Unless she gets a spinoff series. The risks involved with this hobby and this market. I love it, brother. Let's chat about some stuff that's been getting stuck in those spider webs. <laughs> so we're talking about Spider-Verse stuff. We talked about Miles, and he kind of deserved his own category. Everybody knows he's been crazy hot. But we have some other Spider-Verse books that are really heating up. This is one that I remember it came out, and there was a stack on the wall about this thick of them. Edge of the Spider-Verse 2, the first appearance of Spider-Gwen. Dude, we know we have to also put in for our homie Umberto Ramos, the other major spec as well. We have Amazing Spider-Man issue number four, the first appearance of Silk. You know, we had Humberto Ramos live uh, for an interview on my channel. It was me and you, Tom, were interviewing him. And uh, he mentioned how she was supposed to be in that first movie, but I guess for whatever reason it didn't happen. Well, speculation that she's going to be in the sequel. That's right. And then the last book that we need to bring up in this section is Amazing Spider-Man 361. We know this book. You've seen a sick copy sell on the internet, Jem. Love that video you made over on your YouTube channel. And Comic Fam, you should go and subscribe to Jem Min over at Jem Min Collectibles. Yeah, that was a crazy story. There was a six-cover ASM 361 that was found in the wild. It was submitted to CGC. Because of the inner cover being a 9.9, .9, the whole book got a 9.9. .9. And this is one of those books that I used to always come back at people when they said 90s books aren't worth anything. True. ASM 361 was one of them that I was like, man, that's a good bet right there. To this day, man, it's making the list this week. So let's chat about some of these books. In the first two are clearly into the Spider-Verse spec books. I think these are actually some affordable spec books too. Yes, there are variant copies, but this is the first week of the list. So we're going to be watching all of these books going forward. But let's just kick off with the cover A's this week. So we have Spider-Gwen's first appearance. What are the numbers on that? So 9.8 copies have climbed to an average of $900. I remember this was a $150 book in 9.8 all day. So 900 right now, that's crazy. Huge 9.8 sales. But low end, this book is hitting around the $30 range. 50 for mid-grade, 250 for high-grade for those who are going to gamble on that 9.6, slab. Yeah, you mentioned the variants before too. Like when, when we saw the generic variant for Miles, I wouldn't be surprised if we see the Greg Land variant show up on one of these next lists. Uh, it's a 1 out of 25 ratio. 9.8s for that book have hit up to $2,300, and it's definitely a better cover. Also, this book had a crazy amount of printings. I think there was like five printings. The third printing was a completely different cover with, with her like costume design on it. And then they had like a zero issue. Then they had a sixth and seventh print. I, I don't know, but there was a ton of different printings. There was even an error print, dude. Yeah, the, the first printing has like this burgundy background, but some of them had like an all black background. And I remember those being super hot back then, so I'm sure those are starting to heat up as well. Yeah, this is a classic example of why you have to know your different variant printings because they're alternative covers. And when this character starts spiking hard, if it even has a slight bit of that Miles Morales spice that happened this year, then we're going to see the rest of her covers, the rest of these variants start to move when members can't afford those higher-end books. Let's, let's make sure we uh, do a little course correction So because now we're kind of speculating on what we think is going to happen. The right. facts are that The Edge of the Spider-Verse 2 is the book that has been heating up. We're speculating that the variants are going to follow. Absolutely. Let's take a look at Silk. When we're talking about raw copies, we're seeing a low of like $15 for this book, a high around the $100 mark. And that's 
Very intriguing considering 9.8s are hitting $225 on average. Last year, this book was hitting around the $300 mark, Gem. This is a good spec. Yeah, I think this is a good buy too because 9.8s are low enough where you could jump in. It's not too risky. Or you can find high-grade raw copies that you could submit to CGC or whoever. And if she does show up in this movie, as soon as you get a trailer, that book's going to spike and that's when you sell it. This is not a long-term buy for me. In my opinion, you get in now while there's still room to grow and dump it before it crashes. Yeah, you know, I feel you there, man. I'm, I, I kind of like the idea of maybe securing some raw copies just in case because with this Miles spec happening, I, I, it's just I didn't predict that to happen, dude. Like, were you surprised with how many of these Spider-Verse characters and like how much they popped off in this last year? Yeah, it's kind of like we took the whole print run thing and threw it out the window. These are modern books. They're not supposed to rise in value like this, but... This is showing us that we have a healthy comic book aftermarket and back issue market, the fact that these are going up. So I'm happy to see it. I never thought Miles was going to spike for a second time after his initial boom with uh, the first movie. So, uh, you know, I've, I've been wrong before and I could be wrong about Silk, but my opinion is uh, you get in and get out quick. And then, of course, we have ASM 361, First Carnage, because Let There Be Carnage is on its way. I like the first Venom movie. I'm a big fan of Woody Harrelson. Jem, what do you think about this up-and-coming film? I mean, I think the movie's going to be good. You know, I think Woody Harrelson's going to put a lot into the character. He's just crazy enough to pull it off. Uh, Carnage is always a good buy. Uh, I mean, under Venom, he's got to be the next biggest Spider-Man villain. What do I think about after the movie? I don't know. I think it'll probably decrease a little bit, but then level off. It used to be a $350 book before movie hype. It's only increased about 100 bucks. Um... Maybe wait till after the movie to buy it. You know, uh, I think it's always a good a good book to have in the collection. And not to mention Donny Cates, Ryan Stegman doing crazy things on Venom, bringing in the ancestor of Cletus Cassidy, Cortland Cassidy. A lot of big things happening in multiple runs at Marvel. We got to be watching all these different characters. All right, enough with all that Marvel stuff. We've got DC Comics villains on the hot list this week. The first one we're going to talk about is a book that was heating up like crazy a few years back. It died down, but it's starting to come back up. Talking about Batman Adventures 12, the first comic book appearance of Harley Quinn. Yo, this book is hitting, on average, for 9.8, $1,800. Now, to many individuals in this community, you may think that that sounds high. But, Jem, this is a $2,000 9.8 book in my head. I sold mine for $2,000 back around the time the Suicide Squad movie was coming out. So, like I said, it kind of... Uh, leveled out a little bit, but now it's back on the rise. And what everyone's looking for on this book is that new stand edition. Oh, man. You know, new stand editions, it's hard to figure out. You know, like we mentioned with other comics on this list, this one is also one that we just don't have great census data on. And we're seeing a high at 9.8 hit $2,500. I think if there is spec room to be had on this book, it's with those variants. Yeah, that new stand was coveted back in 2016 when this book was heating up. Uh, going for $2,500 highs then. We're looking like that again for this new stand edition. So that's the one to look out for, but books on the rise. You also have to keep in mind, Comic Fam, that on average, if you look on eBay, it's like for every eight standard covers, you get one new stand. That's a very low ratio. You know what else has been heating up? The dollar reprint oh, for Batman Adventures 12. Dude, don't even get me going, dude. I, I was like, they're a dollar. I picked up like 50 copies of that book. 
thinking, oh, I'd be cool. You know, maybe I'll do something with it. And then I had them in my lawn box for a little too long. They were looking fresh. They're bagged and boarded. And I thought I'll just put in the mystery mail call. Our comic book subscription service where the community supports our show. And we send you comic books every month. You can hit the description below or just go to comictom101.com to join the community. I decided to send them all out this past week. Dude, eBay sales for this dollar comic is like hitting 20 plus dollars right now. And I don't think it's because <laughs> people think it's the first print. Yeah, it's just one of those things where the reprint is not easily accessible and people figure, hey, I'll throw 20 bucks at it. That's good for your mail call subscriptions, though, because it lets them know that a little dollar book that they might get could turn around and what 25 times its value. So that's a good look. Yeah, man, you know, just like always on the hunt, just trying to like spice stuff up. All right, so we're sticking with our DC villains. We have Harley Quinn. We have another DC villain that kind of made a big impact. Maybe it tapered off a little bit. But he is hot again. I'm talking about the Batman Who Laughs. Raw copies seeing an average of $125 for the Batman Who Laughs. We're also seeing a high of $525 for this book at 9.8. This book has become the most in-demand DC villain back issue, has it not? Yeah, he's definitely the most popular DC villain probably since Harley Quinn. Now, we have Punchline coming out, giving him a run for his money, True. but we're still kind of waiting to see what she does. The Batman who laughs, he's already made his impact, and I feel like people were getting a little sick of him, but now with Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo returning back to the metal universe with their Dark Knight's death metal, the hype is real again. Jam, we got the most in-demand DC villain on this list. We got to get Marvel's most interesting, and I would say most specced on villain, some Sir Cates right on the screen. We got Venom issue three. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Donny Cates not only made Null a symbiote mythology character. I mean, he really uh, brought him into the entire Marvel Universe. You have Silver Surfer Black. You have Guardians of the Galaxy. Now we have Thor with the Black Winter. Now, I don't know if Null's going to play a part in there, but Null is coming, and so is Venom number three for his first appearance. This book is constantly seeing ebbs and flows and as thor progresses in particular more and more people are jumping on the null train this book is seeing a high at 9.8 of 250 dollars but raw it's very affordable gem yeah see that on the low end eight dollars mid-grade you're looking at 20 on the high end 75 bucks even the 9.8 at 250 i think that's still a good buy because we don't know what Noel's gonna do yet when he does whatever it is he does, I think the book's going to do what it do as well. Comic fam, do what you do so well and slap that like button and comment down below. We want to know what comics have you been eyeing from this list. And you should also go follow us on Instagram if you don't already and tag us if you own any of these or heck, any other minor or major key appearances of this character. I want to see them at Comic Tom 101. If you tag me in it, I'll repost it on my story. So gem underscore mint underscore collectibles. We appreciate you today, comic fam. We'll see you next week. And as always, geek responsibly.